0: Well, uh, last Wednesday night, the Lord spoke to me, and I want to talk about this a little bit more. But he spoke to me, and he said, there's a wholeness coming to the body of Christ. And how many of you believe it's, there's a need for wholeness to come to the body of Christ? And he said, there's a health coming to the body of Christ. There's health coming to the body of Christ. A health, you know, we've had healing in the body of Christ. We've had healing a lot, and you've been healed, and I've been healed. Nearly all of us could say we've been healed multiple times by the Lord, many times by the Lord. I know our children have been healed, um, and, and pastors been healed, and I've been healed. But you know, in the body of Christ, as a and and, and I believe I can just nearly say this without any reservation in the entire body of Christ of those that are believing for healing, that know there is, that God even still does heal, and that are believing for health, that we've had healing, but we've never, the body of Christ has never got to that place of health. You know, I'm talking about that divine health, that divine life. Really, um, I don't know anybody that hadn't had to really dig down and believe God. And I'm talking about Brother Copeland on down. I mean, they have all just had to... Uh, fight a fight to 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 have what we are supposed to have and not just one fight but just you know just you hear through the grapevines things you know ministers when we have ministers meetings and when ministers go to the fellowship they talk about these things well you know we heard brother copeland's this or we heard and that's the things that they talk about um and you know not to be critical or anything. It's not a critical thing. It's just, you know, we keep up with, with, with where our peers are and where our, um, the people that we're looking to, where they're at and what they're believing for and what they're having to, to stand for. And so just, I just throughout the entire body of Christ, even though we know it's promised in the word, and even though we know that, um, uh, that we're supposed to have it, we've never really stepped into that room or that place where we have that wholeness, that health, that divine life. You know, you've heard Brother Hagen talk about it, if you listen to him, that place where symptoms don't even come. Not the place where you overcome symptoms, but the place where symptoms don't even come to you. There is a place in God like that, and the body of Christ, we've never got there as a body. And so when God said, oh, there's a wholeness coming to the body of Christ, there's a health coming to the body of Christ. That's what he's talking about, that the body of Christ is going to enter in to a place we've never been before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God to a place of supernatural health. And you know, we're going to have to have this, this place of supernatural health in order to get the job done in these last days that we have to get done. See, we got to do a supernatural job and we got to do it in a supernaturally quick and we got to have supernatural equipment, which we do. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. We have mighty weapons. The Lord showed to me like this just even a while ago he you know I don't know if you ever watch discovery channel or any of those channels or and they have modern marvels do y'all ever watch modern marvels how <laughs> see I live with pastor and that's his idea of a good show is <laughs> mine but anyway sometimes they'll have these huge list this huge like cranes and huge huge, huge, huge dirt moving equipment. I'm talking about massive. I'm not talking about the little stuff you see around here, but things that they use and go in and build big dams and the things they go in to make that tunnel from, from London to Paris or whatever they did under the ocean, you know, and they, these, and, and you know, our weapons in God, they're not, sometimes we think, oh yeah, we just speak in tongues. But we have mighty weapons. We have huge equipment. We have tremendous power. We have tremendous equipment. We have mighty weapons. And sometimes we think, oh, we just speak in tongues. Oh, we just have the name of Jesus. Oh, we just have the blood. We don't realize we have mighty, powerful weapons. We can get this job done. We can get it done fast. Jesus is coming back fast. We've got to get it done fast. We've got to get it done quick. And we're going to be, you know what? We're going to be ministering all the time. Not just Pastor and I, but all of y'all are, this is the, this is the choir tonight. This is the, this is the can-do's tonight. Hallelujah. And we're going to be ministering all the time. It's going to take multiple churches. It's going, to take, it's going to take all of us winning several people every day. Many people every day. Not a few people every year, but many people every day. It's even, you know what, it's going to take some, even some equipment where when, when the closer we get to Jesus coming back, you can expect to be translated. You can expect to be uh, picked up by the Spirit and put somewhere where there's one person that God wants to win to the Lord. God loves people so much he'd translate you to Alaska or somewhere just out there and you'll wake up and you'll be in the Yukon or something. Or I don't know, is the Yukon in Alaska? Oh, well, anyway, now, it may not be. I'm not, even, I'm not geography, but somewhere up in some, some remote place. Hallelujah. And you'll wake up, and, you'll be, and you'll, you'll be walking down the street, and there'll be one person, and you'll tell them about Jesus, and they'll get saved. And you'll be back. I know that, 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 does, that seems strange to us, but those kind of things will be common the closer. You know, think about it. Think about 30 minutes before Jesus comes back, and God wants to get more in. Think about 30 minutes before Jesus comes back. Think about 10 minutes before the rapture of the church and how God wants, how much God loves people and how he wants them to hear and he wants them to receive. Hallelujah. And he's gonna, I tell you, get ready for your steps to be ordered by the Lord. Get ready to be, your, your life to be orchestrated by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to have to have this supernatural, this wholeness. We're going to have to walk in that in order to get the job done. We cannot be fighting these physical bodies all the time. Fighting this curse that's in the earth, we can't be fighting that all the time and get the job done. So God's taken the church into a place. We're going to go into a place. You know, there's rooms in the spirit. How many of you know that there are rooms in the spirit? There's rooms in the spirit that you can go into, and we're going to go into some rooms and we're going to get into a place. See, the body of Christ is in a place now that they weren't. We weren't there 20 years ago. We're in a place now that they weren't there in 1950, you know. Miss Betty said, during prayer, she said, after prayer, she said, you know, my daddy was a preacher, and he didn't preach the things that we're learning now. Well, and she said, and he was a good preacher, and he was. But you know, the revelation that we have now started coming, God really started pouring revelation out concerning the Word in the 1980s when we had the teaching movement. After the healing revival and after the charismatic movement, the charismatic movement was all about the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. And returning that to the church. And that's why we were all, that's all we wanted to think about was the gifts of the Spirit. We came in on that charismatic movement. That's all we wanted to think about. We'd never heard of them. We were Baptists. And we like gifts of the Spirit. Oh, that was the most awesome thing we'd ever heard of. And so we wanted to study them. We wanted to know about them. We wanted to use them. We wanted to be, you know. And we were all, that's all we thought about. But then in uh, in uh, the the 80s, God began to do a movement called the teaching revival. A lot of people call it that. And he began to really put the emphasis over on the office of the teacher. You know, the five-fold ministry, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. There would never been an emphasis over on the teaching gift. But he began to put an emphasis on the teaching gift. And there began to be teachers in the body of Christ raised up. Charles caps he is just a flat old teacher. You know he's just flat t te- and boy I tell you he can teach you Bob Yandian. The, so they they said that they'd come out of his class at Raymond and they would. I, a friend of ours said we came out and we were just going. My God he's the way the truth and the life. I mean not, not because they just they never heard such revelation coming. You know and so the teaching gift began and we began to learn some things in the body of Christ about who we were in Christ about the name of Jesus about faith. She said she don't ever remember her dad teaching on faith but he but you know what he taught on he taught on salvation and he taught on how to live right how to live right. You know, cause, cause that's, that's where they were in his day, in his hour. But now we know we, we, we had the teaching revival. Now we know who we are in Christ. We know about the weapons of our warfare. We know, we know about faith and how, we know how to use faith. We know about faith in God now. Uh, we, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And all of this was to prepare us, uh, for this, um, this time. And you know, it was prophesied that before Jesus returned, that knowledge would increase. And so our, not only has natural knowledge increased, look how much more in the natural knowledge has increased, but spiritual knowledge has increased, amen? And so we have to have these things. If we're going, we're going to have to walk into this room and we're going to have, and I'm telling you this tonight because there's some things we've got to do if we want to go into this room and I want to go into this room of health and wholeness in the body of Christ. And there's some things we've got to do in order to do that. Turn to Mark chapter 5, verse 34, and let's look at some things tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is kind of a, one of those be led by the Spirit sermons. Sometimes we teach, and, and you know, this morning I was teaching on prayer at Cottondale, and I, I know Pastor was teaching on church membership here, uh, but hallelujah. Tonight, we're, this is a be led by the Spirit sermon, Mark 5, verse 34. But actually here, we might have to start up a little earlier um, because... Um, just or maybe we could just explain it but it's where Jesus, where the woman with the issue of blood, she said to herself, if I may just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole and, and even though she could be stoned for coming even out in public because she had an issue of blood and was considered to be unclean, even though that, she pressed through the crowd and touched uh, Jesus' robe without him even knowing, it kind of came up behind him and touched him and he felt uh, the power of God go through him, he felt that surge of the power of God which I'm sure we didn't I've never felt it like Jesus did I mean to the extent he did but I felt that in a slight way before um the power of God surged through and uh, and so uh, uh, he felt that and he said, who touched me? Because he knew that someone had not just brushed up against him, but somebody had touched him in faith. And in, in verse 34, he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. See, there's that word whole, that wholeness that God wants us to have. He said, go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And he uses the word whole twice there. He said, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be made whole whole of thy plague. Now her faith made her whole. I want you to look at this. Uh, that word whole, that first whole is such- Strong's number 4982, and it's the word sozo, a word that we're very familiar with, which means saved. It means, uh, delivered, set free, healed, and preserved. And so he said, daughter, your faith has made you healed. It's made you well. It's made you preserved. It's, it saved you. Your faith has done that. But he didn't say her faith did this other. But look, he said, you go in peace. He gave her, I think he gave her a gift here. He said, he said, Go in peace and be made, go in peace and be made whole of thy plague. And that word whole is not the same word. It is number 5199 in Strong's, and it means whole, healthy, well in body. It means soundness. It's that health. It's that wholeness. It's that wholeness. It's that place in God. Hallelujah. Um, in the amplified in the Amplified Bible. Hallelujah. Let me get the Amplified over here. And look at that. Mark 534. That's where I was, right? Hallelujah. Y'all will wait on me to find it, won't What else can you do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said to her, daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me, springing from faith in God, has restored you to health. Go in until Go in into peace and be continually healed and free from your distressing bodily disease. I, you know, and I like how the way he said that. I, he, he said, your trust, your confidence in me. I think the body of Christ is going to have to come to a new place of trust that we've not walked in. A new, uh, just, a, just a confidence in God where we are just totally. I mean, I know I'm, I have been increasing in my confidence in God. I've been increasing in confidence and I know you have been too from the things that we've been taught by pastor Buzzy and the things that Cecil Paxton taught us things I've been hearing the things that I've just been, as I've been renewing my mind sitting under good teaching, um, I have a confidence I hadn't had before and if we're going to go into this place of wholeness and even if we're going to do that ministry we talked about where we're bringing people daily, several people daily into the body of Christ, we're going to have to have a new level of trust, a new level of wholeness that the body of Christ has. We just hadn't had, uh, that trust to that degree and, uh, uh, excuse me. And confidence—that's what I started meant to say. Confidence to the degree that we will have it. Hallelujah. We are coming into the trust and confidence level as we change and as we as we are. We're here tonight. You know, we're here tonight because this group of people. We want that kind of trust. We want that kind of confidence so that we can so that we can will go into those places where there is health and where there is wholeness and not just go for ourselves, but take others in with us hallelujah don't y'all agree with that and he said there that you would be continually healed i just i tell you what i like that that you would be continually healed continually healed freed from your distressing bodily disease now turn to acts chapter 3 verse 16. Hallelujah, oh folks! We, this is a this is a critical time in the body of Christ. This is an awesome time in the body of Christ, and we do not have time to be distracted. We don't have time for strife in the church. We don't have time for division. We don't have time to contend over little things that don't matter. Hallelujah! This is a time to reach out and to 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 to, to even strengthen ourselves so that we can go and do the work of God. Hallelujah and the devil is uh he's stirring he's trying to stir things. Uh, I haven't heard anything but I just know in the spirit he's he's opposing. He's opposing. He opposes us planting a church in Cottondale, Alabama. He opposes that. Now as far as I know everybody in the church is in agreement, but I have I have sensed the opposition even in the spirit. I've had to I I've, I've sensed the opposition even from physical stuff trying to come against you, trying to stop you, trying to trying to get you to back up physical stuff, physical things. Um, and there's other things that the devil will try to do. Uh, you know, sometimes it's financial stuff that he will try to get you not to, to press in, but God wants, God wants us. Hallelujah. He wants us to get the word out, to get the message out. Amen. Acts three, verse 16. Are you there? It says in his name through faith in his name. Oh, see, this is the story where, um, uh, Peter, um, and uh, they, 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 Peter and them healed someone, and they, the people got all excited and wanted to start sac- making sacrifices uh, to Peter and, and calling him a god. And Peter said, no, 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 I'm just a man. And then he says this in verse 16, and his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of God. Of you all. So he said, soundness, soundness. And that word soundness means physical wholeness. Physical wholeness. Now I'm going to read this to you from the Amplified also. Acts. Acts 3, 16. And his name, through and by faith in his name, has made this man whom you see and recognize well and strong. Yes, the faith which is through and by him. Jesus has given the man, the man, this perfect soundness of body before all of you. Perfect soundness of body. That's where God wants you to walk. That's what he wants us to have. Perfect soundness of body. A wholeness. A divine wholeness, healed, healed to serve, healed to be a blessing. You know Peter's mother-in-law when Jesus came to the house and she was sick of a fever. He healed her, and immediately she rose up and served him and them. And and we are healed to serve. We're not healed so we can go to the garage sale on Saturday. We're not healed so we can go watch Alabama play on Saturday. Hallelujah! That's not the purpose of our. We're healed to serve. Now, we may conserve God at the Alabama game. Hallelujah. I'm sure there's some people there that need help. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you could ask God to make that your mission field. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Uh, So, he said faith in that name. If you look up that word name, it means authority and character. Faith in his authority. Faith in his character. The body of Christ. You know, one of the reasons the, uh, the apostles, you know, the apostles didn't know as much as we did. We do. As far as revelation about the word, remember they didn't have a New Testament to read. Remember, Paul hadn't even gotten his revelation about the new birth. You know, at that time, they didn't know as much as we know. But one thing they did is they had walked with Jesus and they had a confidence in him and they had a trust in him that the body of Christ has never really had since. And I'm telling you, it's coming back to the body of Christ, that confidence and that trust in him, that complete trust in his authority, that complete trust in his name and the power of his name, in his authority and in his character. I have a I have confidence in his authority and in his character, but I need more confidence. And that's why we pray Acts four. We pray for boldness because that's what it is. It's having confidence. Boldness is having com- boldness is not being loud and brash and and painting yourself. Like they do at the ball game, you know, they paint, take their shirt off and paint themselves red. That's bold, but that's not the kind of boldness we want, right? Hallelujah. That's not the kind of boldness we're wanting. What we're wanting is this boldness that's, that's really what it is. It's a confidence. It's a confidence in His authority, a confidence in His character, a confidence in His name. So much confidence that we just go out, I mean, hallelujah, and we just, we don't back up. We just keep on coming that we just speak things and we go, man, I didn't even know I was going to say that. I was reading about Fern Halverson, uh, Fern and Philip Halverson, awesome prayers in the body of Christ. They've all, they've both gone on to be with the Lord now, but awesome prayers in Minneapolis. and, and, and involved in Brother Hagin's ministry, but involved in Mac and Lynn Hammond's ministry in Minneapolis. And, uh, you know, they had some of their neighbors over to eat dinner one night. And Philip said, the, 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 he said, let's pray over our meal. And they prayed. And when they finished praying, the, 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 the family that was visiting said, I, we're atheists. And she just said, there are no such thing as atheists. You just go to any emergency room, and they're all calling on the name of God. She just blurted. She said, man, I couldn't even believe I said it. See, that's a confidence. That's a boldness. And that's what we got to have is that kind of confidence, that kind of boldness. And you know those people, you know, God name. Hallelujah. You know, somebody needs, just needs to challenge some people. We've just, we've just bowed to the world. We've just bowed and just said, you know, well, yeah, we wouldn't want to offend you. Why would we care? Why would we care? Well, we got to get where we don't care. And we do do that uh, through him because in our natural self, we care. But in our spiritual self, hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, Turn to Psalm 103, verse 5. Glory to God. See, there's a confidence got to come in his name and faith in his name. Now, we've seen little patches of this in the body. You know, there was a confidence in John G. Lake. He had a confidence in the authority. He had a confidence in him. He had so much confidence that he told the doctors. He had confidence in the name of Jesus that he told the doctors, yeah, I'll just put that bubonic plague, just put some of that saliva with had bubonic plague germs, just put it right here in my hand. He had a confidence. So we've seen little sprinklings of it, but I'm talking about all across the body of Christ. Folks, we can't win this entire world with a little sprinkling of confidence in a few people. It's going to take all of us for Tuscaloosa County and more than this. But I mean, you know, and we're not even saying we're the only church. But bless God, we know more than anybody else. We ought to be the forerunners. We ought to be out there, shouldn't we hallelujah and it, man it, we, we we ought to be out there uh d- praise God and is a bonus, and we know to pray for bonus we've been taught all these years to pray for bonus, according to Acts chapter four, if you want to know where that's at Psalm one o three verse five it says uh, you know, and this is the This is a very familiar scripture, but look at verse 5. A lot of times we just look at verse 1, 2, and 3, and we kind of forget verse 5. But he says, um, Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle's? See there he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. We really like that. We stand on those scriptures. But do we remember he satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles? It's time for a renewed youth in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We are that exception generation. We're going to have a bunch of exceptions, not just the fact that we're going in the rapture, but there's going to be a lot of exceptions. Turn to Jeremiah 30, verse 17. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. <clears throat> you know, the, <laughs> I'm not trying to sound whiny here, and I don't want you to think I'm whining, because I'm not, but the devil's picked on the body of Christ. I mean he's just buffeted and buffeted and buffeted and buffeted. But look at this verse 17 for I will restore health unto thee and I will heal thee out of thy wounds saith the Lord because they called thee an outcast saying this is Zion whom no man seeketh after. See you just you the devil had never really seen the church in full power. He's kind of picked on us. But I tell you what Look at this. Look at verse 16 where he says, Therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured, and all thine adversaries, every one of them shall go into captivity, and they that spoil thee shall be a spoil, and all that prey upon thee, I will give thee for, I will give for a prey, and I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. God's healing the body of Christ of our wounds. Isaiah 40 verse 31. I'm going to read this in the amplified I think isaiah forty thirty one we got to get in that place, we got to get in that place, that wholeness, hallelujah, where there's a difference between the righteous and the unrighteous, where we're not at the doctor as much as the sinner is. hallelujah, and I know we already aren't. we talked about that this morning, you know sometimes we feel like our faith hadn't worked. We feel like we hadn't done as well with our faith as we could. Jesus got instant answers. But you got to remember that Jesus, even though he left his divinity, he walked as a man in this earth, you have to remember that he had no sin. He had absolutely no corruption. He had nothing in he. He had no corruption in his mind. He didn't have to renew his mind. He didn't, and see, we've had to dig out a lot of stuff. We've had to renew our mind, and so we, so our faith may not have manifested things as quickly as Jesus has. You know, uh, I, the, I was thinking about uh, I was believing God for some sinus things, and um, uh, and I, and I was like disgusted with myself. I was because I'm like, bless God, I believed I received when I prayed, and I expected it ten minutes later. And you know, and it took me about two days to get the complete victory there. And so I'm like, God, you know, and, and I just was not happy with my faith. But then I was reading something, and I don't even know where I saw this at, but it said that, um, that sinus, a sinus attack or infection, it called it. I'm not receiving it, but anyway, a sinus thing that, that, that it takes three weeks to get over it. That's what it said. That's the average was three weeks. I said, well, praise God, my faith does work. I'm coming in 19 days quicker than the world. I'm getting there 19 days, my faith did something, I got there 19 days quicker than the world did. I mean, you may have cold symptoms come on your body, and bless God, and we're not believing for it. And bless God, we can do something about it. I know we can build up defenses, both spiritual and natural, but, and we can do something about it. But if you do believe God, and it takes three days, they say 14. So you came in 12 days early with your faith. And probably, like I told Cottondale this morning, the truth is you probably never slowed up or let up the whole time either. You not only got it in two days, but you didn't have to go to bed and miss three days' work, hallelujah, like the world does. Amen. Your faith is working. It is making a difference. And just because it's not perfect and you don't get your answers immediately like Jesus did, you don't always get it immediately. Sometimes you may, but you don't always get it immediately. Quit beating yourself up. Your faith is working. Amen. Hallelujah. Where did I say it all? Isaiah 40, 31. Okay. In Isaiah 40, it says, those, oh well, let me read it in the let me read it in King James and then I'll read it. <clears throat> this is something you know. But we got to start doing this. We got it. We, we know it. Now let's start doing it. I'm getting there. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. We got to start doing this. We we'll got to start waiting on the Lord. Um, Let me read it, and I'll read it in this, this Bible. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, shall change, I like that word change, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God, as eagles mount up in the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Anybody in here tired? You need to wait on the Lord. You need to wait on the Lord, and you'll renew your strength. The body of Christ has got to start doing this. Listen, I already figured out I can't get it all done anyway. It don't matter how hard I run, how fast I move, you know, I'm pretty fast. They call me, when I go to the scrapbooking store to do a scrapbook class, they call me the fast one. And when I'm not there, they say, where's that fast lady? (laughs) Because, boy, I just can, while they're sitting around thinking about it, I get it done. Some people are just in perpetual slow motion. I'm just there, Lord in heaven, hallelujah. And some of them just want to talk more than they want to scrapbook, you know. And they're just yap, yep, yap, yap, yep. Yap. Boy, I'm in there. I have it done, hallelujah. And I kind of do. You know, I don't do that because you know I like. Well, I do that because I learned it. You know, I learned it from Granny Hixie. Granny Hixie did everything. She did fast. She boy, if she washed dishes. <laughs> But all her dishes had cracks and chips and everything. I mean, when you wash dishes like that, my mother used to say she could tear up a cast iron skillet, Granny, <laughs> cause Granny Hixie. And when she had her kitchen was upstairs, and I would go spend the night with them, or actually stay a month in the summer, and I my bedroom was down there, and her kitchen was upstairs. And she would in the morning she's up at five o'clock. Grand Gran had milked the cow, he'd gathered eggs, and she's clumping across that floor. Boom, boom. boom. I mean, she was just a uh, working in that kitchen, and I would think, oh, granny, you know, don't wake me up at five o'clock, you know, but she did, so I learned that, it was just learned behavior, and when Aunt Frances would come, Aunt Frances was slow as molasses, (laughs) she was, and and we would even say to her out loud, everybody would say, don't let Frances wash the dishes, we'll be here all night, you know, and so we didn't let Aunt Frances wash dishes, she was probably glad of that, actually, (laughs) amen, hallelujah, so, uh, But anyway, uh, no matter how fast I go, no matter how hard I run, I already figured this out. I can't get it all done. You know, I might as well just take some time and wait on the Lord and trust Him for the grace. Because there's a grace. There's a grace for life. There's a grace for living in our day. There's a grace for traffic. There's a grace. God's got the easy way now we can do it all ourselves and we can do it and we'll just be you know we'll just have interruptions all through our day we'll have things you know we'll be changing flat tires and and doing things that just consume our day pastor 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 Kaywood used to tell us pray every morning to be efficient to pray to be have wisdom and to be efficient efficiency where you don't have to do things twice Hallelujah, efficiency is where you don't have to go back to the car place four times and you don't have to pray for efficiency and wait on the Lord every day, and you'll get more done than you do just by running and Hallelujah plus you're going to renew your strength, you'll be renewed in your strength we ought to you know the Bible says, as my day is, so shall my strength be if we're tired every night, we didn't wait on the lord we didn't we must not have waited on the Lord that morning or we didn't get in faith about it anyway, because however long your day is, that's how much strength God will give you. As my day is, so shall my strength be. I don't know where that's at, but it's in the Bible. Read the, read it, read it, and then you'll find it eventually. <laughs> Turn to uh, James chapter 5, verse 16. There's one of the clues to that wholeness was that waiting on the Lord. Y'all see these? this is all falling together. What the Holy Spirit wants us to do to go into that room of wholeness is wait on the Lord. James five sixteen. And here's another clue. James 5, verse 16 says, where am I? It helps if you get in James 5. It says, confess your faults one to another. And look at this, pray one for another that you may be healed. You know, we're going to have to pray our way to that place of wholeness. And one of the things we, the body of Christ, needs to stir up and start doing is we got to start praying. More for other people. I know if you watched Brother Copeland this past week, him and uh, David Barton talking about our nation, he really got on to us and he, and I I really had a witness to it. He really got on to the body and he said, Some of you are not hell and and you're not getting your prayers answered. You're not in health because you hadn't done what, you hadn't obeyed the word. You hadn't done what Second, uh, Second Timothy chapter 2 says, or First Timothy chapter 2, where it says, uh, first of all, brethren. Y'all know what it says? It says, first of all, we're supposed to do something. And we, you know, God didn't just write that in there to be filler. If he said, you do this first, then he said, he meant do it first. And so, um, and I know that I have not always been obedient in doing it first. But I tell you, I took the correction. I took the correction this week and I said, bless God, we are doing this first. And, uh, uh, we're not putting other things before it. Cause sometimes, you know, you get bogged down in your own needs, get bogged down in your own family, get bogged down in what, what, you know, the th- <laughs> press things that are pressing on you, financial things that are pressing on you, health things that are pressing on you, maybe children things, uh, that are pressing on you. And we don't do what God called us to do first of all, but there is a principle in the kingdom that what we do for others, God will do for us. And he says, um, I'm in Thessalonians. I'm still trying to find Timothy there it is I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior Hallelujah if we want this place of wholeness see we're going to have to obey the word if we want to go to those places those are special places Like Pastor says, not for the casual observer. And so we got to get in the first of all. I'm going to ask you tonight, and don't raise your hand, but do you need to make an adjustment there where you start praying for President Bush first of all? I want to ask you, do you need to first of all pray for your pastor before you pray? I'm going to tell you, we need it. We've been feeling the heat. We've been feeling, especially since we launched out in Cottondale, we've been feeling the pressure. We've been feeling the heat. And are you putting those things first so that God can do for you what he wants to do? And I'm going to tell you, if you'll start doing that, I believe with all my heart that that if you'll start putting those that are in authority first, and not just our president, but how about Governor Riley? And how about Mayor DuPont and the mayor of Northport, whoever he is? Colin told me this morning, I still can't remember. Anyway, hallelujah, I just put him out of my mind. I thought, you're not my responsibility. I don't live there. I- (laughs) No (laughs) idea. Hallelujah. Um, Anyway, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Wherever you live, those in authority, praise God. How are we doing? First of all, the first of alls. Are we praying for other world leaders? How many of you can even name another world leader? How many of you know the president of any other country? Or the, well, I mean, okay, we all know the Queen of England. Hallelujah. Praise God. But can you go past that? Hallelujah. Anybody ever thought about Canada? Anybody ever thought about, you know, any other country? We ought to have, now, I know we can't pray for every world leader, but if we'll do what's on our heart, if we'll do what, you know, if I'll do what's on my heart and you'll do what's on your heart, uh, as far as these world leaders, we'll get the job done. And thank God we're not the only ones that are praying. Amen? And you know, uh, and I'll just tell you this because, um, but I'll tell you this, um, when we watch the news, God's trying to give us clues about how to pray. If you'll watch the news, you'll find clues about how to pray for our nation. You may say, I don't know how to pray. If you don't know how to pray, you can always pray in tongues. That's what the Word says. But also, as you watch the news, don't just sit there like a dummy and just soak it all in. You know, and just say, oh yeah, praise God. No, if you hear something, it's a clue to pray. I know one, I got a clue this week. I was listening to Peter Jennings and he said, uh, he's, I think it was Spain, and I'm not sure about that. Correct me if I'm wrong and you know. But anyway, uh, he said that there was a terrorist attack there three days before the election. Totally changed the election. Sent it a whole different way. I, 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 I just picked up on that in the spirit. I said, hey, we got to pray. The devil could try that. The devil could try to send our election away that we don't want it to go, that God doesn't want it to go, by a terrorist attack. But we can take care of that if we pick up on our clues. Amen? Okay, and so um, here James 5.16 said we'd pray for one another. I mean, there's some people, you know, We sometimes we forget to pray for other people until they come landing, maybe they come dropping our laps, and, you know, but uh, praise God. We're called to pray for others. We want to walk in that place of holiness. We're going to have to pray for some other people too, besides ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to have to get the body of Christ on our mind. We're going to have to get God's heart. God, what's your heart? What do you want? What's your desire today? If we'll take care of his desires, he'll take care of our desires. So many times we're fighting for, for what I want. Oh, I want a car, and I want a, you know, and I want a house, and I want to and I want to and I want a this, and I want a that, and I want to and I, and Lord, and, you know, why aren't you answering my prayer, and why is this taking so long? Well, maybe we just need to go back to first of all. I don't know why, but I was reading this book by Philip and Fern Halverson, and, uh, and prayers, just prayers. And uh, they said, uh, this is kind of, I don't want to get in a long story, Now, uh, Lord, help me make this story short. And, because uh, it was kind of lengthy, but... Uh, uh, they're, they're just giving themselves to pray and, and uh, one day coming home from church he said uh, he turned down another street than he usually does and, he, and she said where are you going I've got lunch on he said well there's a garage sale down here she said we don't go to garage sales on Sunday but he went anyway And so they went into, they went, actually parked and went in and they said, is there a garage sale here? And they said, well, we hadn't got all the stuff out. They, and Fern said, I don't know. I just said, well, you want us to help you? So they ended up going out and looking and, and getting to go in the house and the house was beautiful. And so through this, and I make a long story short, I can't tell you all the details, a lot of supernatural details, but the man, she left her purse there. The man called him back. The man said, I want to come over. Uh, can you come back over to the house? And so back and forth. And the man could call them and say, can we come by and see y'all? And one day she saw him downtown and just back and forth. And then he said, you know, I'm going to sell y'all my house. And she said, well, I don't, we don't need a house and we couldn't afford yours anyway. But see, they just spent all this time doing God's will just spent all this time doing what God wanted them to do. And, you know, this house just came in and overtook them. That man said, every time he'd see him, he'd say, now I'm going to be gone for a while. When I get back, I'm going to sell you my house. And finally he said, now I'm going to be gone two weeks. I'm going on this trip. And when I get back, I want you to have an offer written out to me on my on your house. And so it's like this really fabulous house. It's like the highest point in, in Minneapolis. And you could see the whole city from there. And what a place for God to put a prayer amen and uh he uh and so he just wrote down on uh, he he and she was like no no we're not making an offer the whole time and he but philip said well let's get out this bill and write this out he she so write out that we'll pay sixteen hundred dollars down and write out we'll give them thirty nine thousand dollars And she said she got real excited because she knew they wouldn't take that, and so she knew she 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 knew she wasn't gonna have she you know she's resisting even God the whole time, and uh, then but but so then when he came home he came by their house he said do you have that offer made out and it was in an envelope and they just handed it to him and he went home and they had he hadn't been gone any time he called he said that'll be good that sounds good to us that'll be good and so they moved in the house hallelujah praise God and she had never wanted a house she had never asked for a house but just when you do the things God when you do what God wants you to when you do what's near to his heart he'll just find ways to bless you honey and so many times we're just raking and scraping trying to make God bless us when we just need to do what's near to his heart amen let's stand up together what time is it can we pray yeah we sure can it's just